0: GunfighterCast episode number 105. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw. I posted a picture earlier this week of uh, a gun in a bag stating that I was carrying off body and had a few people ask uh, what I carry and and how I carry it. Uh, I don't ever remember doing an EDC show, so... Uh, Here it is. We're going to talk a little bit about what I carry in my bag on me, Uh, and one of those components is some medical equipment, and uh, I'll talk about what's in a good patch kit uh, that we should have for medical. I will save the details for all the items for later on when I have somebody much more qualified than myself to come on the show uh, and talk in much more detail. Uh, We'll get right into it right after this. This episode of Gunfighter Cast is brought to you by Bravo Concealment Holsters. Use our coupon code GUNFIGHTER at checkout when you visit bravoconcealment.com and get 10% off your entire purchase. All right, I'm going to have links to everything that I talk about here in the show notes if you want to go check them out uh, and, and see what they're all about. I also made a video earlier really quick in my truck when I was about to leave work, uh, just going over a few things and looking at the bag. And it's at my Facebook page, Facebook slash Daniel Shaw 0369. So the bag I'm carrying is currently a Vertex Principal EDC briefcase. Uh, I kind of go through bags a lot. I got a backpack and a jacket problem and little bag and briefcase problem. When I see one that looks cool and that it might solve some problems, I got to give it a try. It's a, it's a problem that I have. The thing I like about that principle EDC is it doesn't look like a gun bag. It doesn't look like a, a guy who is carrying a gun. It doesn't have molly all over it or anything that you would expect from the kind of bag that I see people carrying pretty often in the gun world uh, that pretty much say, hey, I, I like to have patches all over my bag and all kind of things that I don't really need because I don't even attach anything to all this molly. I just don't really care for those things out in public. It does have molly piles on the inside, uh, so you can attach a gun or other pouches or whatever else you want to put inside there. Uh, I see a lot of examples on the internet of how people use that bag or, or bags like it and set it up in different ways for all their off-body carry items, and it's uh, it's uh pretty slick, you know, being able to do that. There's also hook and or at least a uh, loop, rather, all over the place on the inside of the bag, so you can do the Velcro thing for all the many Velcro products out there, from holsters to flashlight pouches to grenade pouches, whatever it is you carry. But there's all kind of good stuff, and I also, one of my favorite things, actually, is uh, the two outside quick-access pockets. They're on either side, the far right and the far left. And uh, it's got this kind of system where the two zippers are connected on both sides and they're connected by a nylon strip. And you pull up on this any part of that thing and both the zippers come up. And in my case, it exposes tourniquets. And those are pretty slick for getting in very, very quickly. Probably the easiest pouches to get into on the whole back. Uh, but they don't look like something that, that you might would keep a, a gun in or anything. They're not big enough for that. They, they look like maybe you would a small water bottle or, or a cell phone, something like that. So now that we've talked about the bag, let's talk about what's in the bag. I'll just start out with with medical. Uh, so I'm carrying a LVD2 trauma kit from Focus Research, and it's got a, quite a few different things in there. Uh, some combat gauze. It's got a 4-inch Z-fold bandage, uh, or some Z-fold gauze bandage. The 14-gauge needle, occlusive dressing, a couple of those, NPA, 3-inch elastic bandage, some safety pins, nitro gloves, a casualty card, and a Sharpie pretty nice little kit. I think they're going for about $125. i will have a link in there to that too. I like them because they're really small and compact and the way they do their, uh, their vacuum packing is... Uh, a little more pricey than some other places, but it's uh, it, it's like the blood bag. So the, even the bag, you know, like most uh, vacuum pack stuff, the bag can be an uh, improvised occlusive if it needs to be. And since we're on medical, really quick, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research recently because I've been getting a lot of questions on medical kit. One of my things that I'm I'm working on in light of some of the things I discussed in episode 103. Uh, when I was talking about the school shooting in Townville, South Carolina, is is helping some medical training and getting some medical kits out to some some educators. And in doing that, I've been talking to some really, really smart medical gurus. I mean, these guys are ninjas. One that's helping me out a whole lot, which is Carrie Davis uh, from Dark Angel Medical. And, and Carrie and I, uh, along with a couple other guys, helped put together basically what we could do that was one of the least expensive, because we're operating on a serious budget, but it's also the minimum amount of things that we would need to, to basically have together a good patch kit uh, just to keep blood in the body. And, you know, what we came up with or really what they advised. right? So I, I wasn't I was just kind of a fly for these conversations. And I would just ask questions and uh, they would spout knowledge uh, at the rapid rate. A tourniquet. Uh, Now the tourniquet could be a few different things. And I'll talk a little bit more about a tourniquet here in a second. Hemostatic gauze. Some kind of gauze that has that hemostat agent in there uh, that can, you know, help aid clotting. Some white and fluffy. Just some regular old white and fluffy gauze is always good for wound packing. A pressure dressing and an emergency blanket. So there's... all kind of other things that you can put in a medical kit some of the things that i named earlier in the kit that i carry but you know make sure you go get some training and, and you know how to use those things and uh you know increase your capabilities and, and you know a lot of the stuff isn't incredibly complicated once you learn how to do it but back to the tourniquet that i was just talking about so when we're talking about tourniquets you know whenever the last thing that i did in my life with you know spent over 16 years in the marine corps to me a tourniquet You know, after the first few years, we had the crappy tourniquets that were a last resort. And then things kind of changed when we started going into full-scale warfare on multiple fronts. And tourniquets were saving a lot of lives. Things got a lot better. Uh, So the CAT by North American Rescue is, is the usually the go-to tourniquet for me. That's what I, When I think of a tourniquet, I'm like, cool, yeah, I got a couple of cats in my bag. I've got some in my car. I've got them placed all around my house. But up until recently, when I started really looking at how we can keep blood in bodies, and sometimes we're talking about little bitty bodies, we're talking about small children with very, very small extremities. And my son is six years old, and he's a, he's a pretty little guy. The cat, because of the plastic insert, it just doesn't depress tight enough for me to close off that artery. Now, there's some, some other Ways we can get around that with some foreign objects like towels and and that kind of thing, and get the constriction and the tightness on that thing. But uh, trying to find solutions that are very easy and you know fit children, and I find that a lot of canine officers are really liking the SWAT T uh, and the rats because of the size of their animals' uh, limbs. Um, the same thing applies to children. And talking to, to some of these medical gurus, they're saying the same thing, uh, the swat tea and the rats. Depending on who you ask, one person will be just all about the SWAT-T and the rats is horrible. The next one will be the rats is amazing, the SWAT-T is horrible. And then a few other people will be kind of, hey, they're both good. They're both going to work in the situation because they don't really care the size of the extremity. Uh, they work great. So there's a lot of different opinions out there. They're the SWAT T uh, seems to be more accepted than the RATS is currently. But, you know, that that could change. And uh, I don't know, I'm keeping an eye on it, on what the professionals are saying and, and talking to them. And I've done some testing on myself and with my spouse. I have found my humble, non-scientific testing with a few people who do not know anything about tourniquets. And they're brand spanking new. I find that almost everybody can figure out how to put a cat on somebody and get it to work. Sometimes there's a little delay and they didn't realize that they didn't get that first tightening with the Velcro down tight enough. and Then they got to go back and do it again. But very, in not a lot of time, they can, get, uh, they can stop the pulse with that cat. It's a very intuitive tourniquet. Hey, pull it tight. Turn this thing. Wonder how I make it stop. Oh, there's little things that I can lock it in. It's pretty simple for people to figure out. The, the rats, I find, if they understand that we're trying to squeeze the muscle, the skin, the everything else, and push it all and, and constrict that artery, it's, it's very intuitive for the rats. Oh, I just need to pull this thing and wrap it tight around the arm and then lock it into the cleat. The rats is super easy. The SWAT-T. If you follow the directions on the SWAT-T itself that says stretch until you see these turn into squares and these rectangles turn into squares, it's pretty hard to screw up. The only thing with the SWAT-T is the initial first getting it started. Uh, I see people struggle a little bit with that, but then once they get it started and, you know, it's kind of locked against itself because of the pressure and the tension, super easy. And then just tucking it in the the last little wrap, uh, nothing to it. So, you know, I'm on the fence on exactly which one I would recommend for you know, for children, the rats or the SWAT tea, uh I I'm probably never gonna make a recommendation. I'm just gonna regurgitate somebody else's recommendation once I hear something that I believe is very, very definitive and uh, you know, have a better understanding of it. I think they will both work and that's what I'm getting from most people. I do find that the rats is by far the most painful tourniquet I've ever had on my body, uh, and I've had a lot of tourniquets on in training and uh, the rats hurts, but Um, I'll go a step further in self-aid with a timer and seeing how fast I can put on tourniquets they're they're all pretty fast I find that the rats is the fastest for me in self-aid so uh, I carry a couple rats with me all the time I also have a SWAT T and a couple of cat tourniquets as well but for self-aid I have a pouch that I'm going to go to and I'm going to grab that rats uh, because I find that it's the fastest and easiest for me to use in a self-aid situation. I challenge you to go test them yourself. You know, a cat tourniquet, 29, 35 bucks, something like that. Uh, rats are about 15 uh, the SWAT T's are, are around 10 bucks, So very affordable. Rip open those packages and, and give those things a try and break out the clock. Curious what you guys find. I think they're all good choices. It all depends on and there There's some more other drawbacks to to the SWAT T and some other drawbacks to the rats that, you know, the, the cat is, a, is kind of the, the go-to tourniquet uh, in a lot of different ways. But I've had to kind of look beyond what I've always trusted because now I'm really engaged in this, uh, you know, small child type uh, type medical situation. Uh, Next in the bag is, uh, I got a few just problem solving devices, uh, which I'm sure most people have near them or they carry around. I like to have a good multi-tool. Anybody's ever took a carbine class with me and, and hung out with me for a few hours on a range in a carbine class knows that I pretty much always have a Leatherman Mutt really, really close to me. I use that tool constantly and, uh, i like it a lot and basically i've talked about it before on gunfighter cast you know first trip to iraq you carry a big old knife man because you're ready to be shanking people and and knife fighting and like the like the brothers that came before us and then you stop carrying the big knife after a few months and then the next deployment you've got a multi-tool instead because you always need pliers cutters knife saw something uh so i'd, I'd love having a multi-tool on me i like that leatherman Mutt a lot but out and about in daily activity and life uh, it's got some things on there that I really don't need, and they're a little pricey. I really like the uh, the other Leatherman, uh, the Signal. It's, uh, it's pretty slick. it got a lot of cool features on it that a lot of multi-tools don't, uh, like a whistle, if you need a whistle. Uh, and it's got a, uh, a fire starting rod as well, which is pretty cool. And your typical stuff, your, your pliers, cutters, drivers, saws, knife, uh, a little hammer, uh, and all that cool stuff. Coolest thing about the Signal, though, is it's got a pocket clip that doesn't suck. Most of these multi-tools that I deal with they have pocket clips But they're really not in the best location and too much of the multi-tool sticking out above the pocket uh, And it just gets caught on everything and it's kind of a pain in the butt or the weights Not quite right, and I'm worried about dragging out of my pocket getting caught on something and losing it And I'm out like 150 200 bucks. So I I like that signal a lot for that next You got to have some kind of light, you know just have to I, I really really like Surefire. It's not that I dislike the other companies out there. It's just I've been using Surefire for many years, uh, and I've developed a lot of trust with them. Uh, I've also used some Streamlight lights uh, quite a few times. You know, I've, I've had TLR ones on handguns, rifles. I've had. I carry. I've got. I own a couple right now. A uh, little Streamlight handhelds, and I find that I like the size and the diameter of some of these kind of everyday carry. Stream light flashlights because of how small they are and They just fit really nicely in the pocket and surefire doesn't have a whole lot of options in a price range that I like For the, that kind of size of a light but when it comes down to something that I, I know can take a beating and and it's got a whole lot of lumens because uh, uh, I, I carry a surefire p3x fury thousand lumen handheld light the thing is crazy bright and I, I Really dig that light and uh, I've had it I guess about 2 years now and it's been been pretty good to me and uh always turns on when I hit the button I've dropped it multiple times and it's been wet and it's it's been uh used more to take the dog out to go use the bathroom at night time than uh than really anything else than fighting. So it's uh, it's been a good light. On the gun, you know, I used to be a big fan of the TLR-1 for the price, but after seeing, this is kind of one of the things I've changed my mind about, after seeing a lot of people shoot guns, like every week and every weekend of my life, and I'm seeing people shoot guns with lights on their guns, I'm seeing TLR-1s flying off of guns, particularly your polymer guns, and not staying on guns for the whole course of a class, while I am seeing... Surefire X300s staying on guns. I don't know if they're not tightened tight enough or they're put on wrong or what it is. I haven't investigated that far into it. I just know at face value I'm seeing TLR1s come off of guns and I'm not seeing Surefires come off of guns. Uh, You can do with that whatever you will. What I do with that is put a Surefire X300 on my gun. Also, you got to have a good knife, right? My multi-tool has a knife, but you got to have a good knife. I break knives on a regular basis because I'm not... A knife fighter. I'm a lot more of a knife prior, knife beater, knife hammerer than I am a, a knife fighter. So uh, I, I see a knife. To me, it's more of it's a utility tool that whenever I need to, to do something, even if it doesn't mean cutting, uh, I, I try to do it with my knife in a lot of cases. And I, I break knives a lot. I, I've got a a knife that I haven't broken yet, but I've I've been super nice to it because it's a beautiful knife. It's from Bastinelli Knives. Uh, it's the Red Folder. Really, really nice knife. Uh, I got a link to it too, for you in the show notes too. Crazy sharp edge on it. Bastinelli makes some really, really awesome knives, and he he gave it to me as a gift. So I, I carry it because I don't want to just set it somewhere. I, I really like the knife, but uh, I'm I'm so afraid to be. Uh, evil to it like I am most of my knives because uh, it is a beautiful knife that I don't want to destroy even though It's all pretty the thing is made. It, it's, it's made to be a nice You know hard-use knife I could probably treat it a lot more rough than I do But it's kind of my my knife that I like to have in my pocket and not pry open doors or anything anymore We can't have a EDC show without talking about guns right because gotta have a gun on you I carry a lot of different guns And it's not because I just love a lot of different guns. Sometimes I I carry guns that I'm just not crazy about, at least at first. Sometimes they grow on me, sometimes they don't. But I do my best to, to carry a wide variety of guns. I'm always trying to get new guns in for testing and evaluation from companies when I see a new gun. Because I often see students showing up with those guns, and I want to know more about them, and I want to carry them. And sometimes I'll write an article or do a video or something like that on them, or I'll talk about them on GunfighterCast. So I carry a lot of different guns. If I had my choice, my preferred gun to carry right now, the way Things are in the world and myself and, and everything that I'm doing. I love the HK VP9. That's my, my go to baby. Love that gun. I've put a lot of rounds through it and it's been great to me. It's too big to carry concealed in the summertime pretty much no chance with my body size now i can carry in the wintertime without much difficulty but the summertime it's just it's too big of a gun and uh i'm always sending a message to the person i talk to at h about when are you getting me the h vp9 sk because i'm really excited about that gun if it ever happens it was supposed to be here in october two years ago. Still haven't seen it, but as soon as it comes out, I'm going to be fighting tooth and nail to get my hands on one because uh, I'm excited about it. It's something I want to check out, and uh, I would love to have the VP9 in a smaller package. Since that doesn't exist, I, I sometimes carry it off body because it's it's so easy to carry. Like for example, today I was testing. I've been carrying for the last month or so uh, a Century Arms TP nine SF. You know, it's I'm finding that it's it's a four hundred dollar gun with about a six hundred dollar trigger. I've had a couple of funky things happen with magazines. I, I, I can't really speak on it quite yet because I, I want to keep investigating it so I can give out real information, but it is a little bit concerning, but as soon as I get that information, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with it. But other than then a couple little small hiccups that, that look to be magazine related, which is part of the gun, even though they are the weakest link, it is part of the gun. I, it's, it's been a pretty pretty solid gun. So I was carrying it off body today and carrying my wife's Glock 42 on me. So since I had a little bitty gun with me, I, I carried a real gun in my bag. Recently, I, I, my other go-to gun is a glock 19 but right now it is getting uh made more better with doug holloway at atei and at atei guns if you guys haven't seen what doug does at atei he was one of the first out there modifying glocks if you need an rmr cut and your glock done talk to doug doug dude's made parts for space shuttles and stuff. He can be perfect. The guy is is a master of what he does. So when my Glock 19 gets back, then uh, that'll probably go back to my normal everyday carry for uh, summertime months. And I'm really excited about that being my first RMR gun, uh, having the RMR on a handgun. And I will be sure to report everything I find with that because I'm pretty interested in that. So holster, very important. I don't like carrying guns. I think carrying guns is the most uncomfortable thing that I could possibly do in terms of dress. They're a little bit heavy. They pull down on one part of the belt. Even when I'm wearing a good belt, it digs in my leg. It digs in my crotch. It digs in my side. It digs in my back. It dig, They're just not comfortable. But I like not having a gun significantly less uh, than I dislike uh, carrying the gun, if that makes sense. So I, I, I would prefer to deal with the discomfort uh, and have the gun then be comfortable and not have the gun so because of that I go through holsters like crazy I don't understand it when people tell me this holster is so comfortable it's amazing like to me comfortable is like sitting down in a lazy boy, boy and uh, and kicking back you know this this lazy boy is very comfortable these shoes are very comfortable they feel great like I'm walking on pillows a holster It's just like, man, I just love having this thing rub against my hip. That just doesn't make sense to me. It never has in all the years that I've been carrying guns. So I am always on a quest for the least uncomfortable holster that exists. And right now my favorite is the DOS holster DOS from bravo concealment i'm waiting on a dos l so i can throw my glock 19 when it gets back in so i can have my light back on the gun because they just released the dos l not too long ago so you can have that inside the waistband holster with the light on it fits with your rmr uh, suppressor sights whatever really really slick holster i like it a lot i typically carry it in the uh, one clip configuration because you can take one of the clips off or have both of them on and their clips on the holster is my favorite thing about the holster because i can put that clip in multiple different ways on that gun or on that uh, that holster and and depending on where i'm carrying uh i can make it fit a lot better and conceal the gun a lot better really cool design they have with that holster and uh i like it a lot bravo concealment is uh, a sponsor of gunfighter Cast, and really really appreciate what they've done and if you appreciate it go shop at bravo concealment.com use our uh coupon code gunfighter and get 10 percent off at checkout well that's pretty much uh all i have for my everyday carry i am very curious what you guys are carrying and i apologize for the the super short edc show tonight i got something really cool planned for sunday's release so uh, make sure you stay tuned and check that out if you enjoy gunfighter cast and you guys get something out of it if gunfighter cast is worth a dollar two dollars each episode to you you can go pledge that the website patreon will basically charge your account Uh, on the first of every month uh, for each episode that's came out. And uh, that's a good way to support the show if you're interested in doing that. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Well, anyway, I hope you got something out of this episode of Gunfighter Cast. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, respond to the show posting at Facebook slash DanielShaw0369, and I'll be interested in seeing what you guys are carrying every single day, uh, some suggestions on better products, and maybe the things that I've listed here that maybe I don't know about, and I'd be excited to learn about, some things that you might want me to check out, and maybe do some testing, and tell you what I, I come from in my evaluation of it. I'd be happy to do that as well. So we'll see you out there in the comments section, and until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Daniel Shaw, GunfighterCast, Cast.